All right, welcome everybody. Um, thanks for joining me. I am uh, doing a little video here as well. You'll be able to check that on YouTube, but um, thanks for joining me again this week. A uh, little bonus episode for everyone, just with everything going on. <clears throat> I wanna make sure I'm covering everything. So um, had a lot happen uh, since I recorded really this week's podcast uh, late last week. Um, there's been a lot going on. And so just wanna <clears throat> give you guys another update and kind of talk about some of those um, ramifications and effects of, of everything happening. So um, thanks you guys again for, for joining me. Um, and uh, yeah, a little double dose of PRI talk this week. Um, so like I said, I did post um, uh, just a couple of days ago, um, the, the week's podcast and, and talked about a few of these topics and um, ended up being um, a little bit off in a couple of things. And so I uh, just want to get uh, kind of everything on the same page. But um, as I was, I think, recording um, last week, um, I think the D Division Three canceled their fall championships. Uh, Division Two canceled their fall championships uh, kind of later that afternoon. Um, this week, uh, we've had the MAC, Big Ten, Mountain West, and now the Pac-12 um, have all canceled their fall now. As far as the Power Five goes, it's only two of the Power Five schools right now because um, we've still got the Big 12, the ACC, and the SEC um, have all come out and said that they are going to uh, play a fall schedule, play a conference um, schedule. Um, and so there's there's definitely some ramifications and some questions um, to kind of uh, have asked here. Um, and, and one of those is... Uh, especially for those sports that are, are not going to have a fall, um, at least as of right now, um, is, is basketball going to be your guinea pig now? Um, what is the plan for basketball in the winter as that winter sport, you know, December through um, March? Um, what is their plan going to be? And are they going to have a plan um, for basketball? Because, I mean, obviously we had sort of a basketball season last year and, uh, canceled in the um, the postseason, canceled the NCAA tournament, which was a huge ripple um, for for athletics, college athletics, money wise, and some other things. But um, the basketball season starts up sometime in December. Um, obviously, they're practicing and stuff before that, um, but the games start up sometime in December, I think. Um, so, what's the plan there? Again, do do these schools have a plan going forward for what they're going to do um, for basketball? Because they seemingly um, as much as they maybe said or thought they had a plan for football, they didn't, I mean, and, and, and these other fall sports, they didn't really seem to have much of a plan, at least, um, you know, maybe some of the coaches that I've, I've talked to in some of the other conferences that are still going, um, at least as of right now, maybe they have a better plan um, in place for what's going on. Um, one of the questions, you know, what happens if we go a full year without basketball and football? Um, how will these some of these athletic programs survive? And, and my short answer is they really won't, uh, at least um, in, not in the same way that they have um, uh, before, or at least for the last you know few years um, with all the TV revenue and things like that. Um, how is how is that going to affect college athletics? I read an article um, just the other day, and, and he was basically saying that he hopes college football dies because of, because of all this going on. And, and he can, you know, you can maybe go find that article. Um, but, uh, but, but 
I, I think there's, you know, you're looking at the Pac-12 borrowing millions of dollars right now, at least looking at that um, just to stay afloat. Because, you know, it's just like anything else. When you, when you, if you're just an, an individual or a family that makes a certain amount of money, you live at a certain um, expense rate. Like you spend a certain amount of money um, because your income is so much. And then all of a sudden when that, when that money goes away, the, you know, you have to change the way you live. Um, you know, you have to change the way you live and, the, and these athletic programs are going to have to change the way they live if they're not going to have that money coming in. And I think, unfortunately, they're going to try to figure out how to spend the same money that they've been spending, or at least pretty close to it, um, and still be able to, to do what they've been doing without this income from the basketball tournament, without the TV revenue and things like that. So um, that's part of the the loan issue, I think, with the Pac-12, but, you know, don't live above your means. And, and I think college athletics is going to have to figure out how to not live above their means, maybe. Um, you've already had the NCAA pay out 40% less than expected because of no basketball tournament. Now, if you start football in March, are you going to get out? If you're, are you going to get your TV revenue in May, right, by the end of the fiscal year? Um, to, to balance all those budgets out. And, and maybe they do, maybe they don't. I don't know exactly what that timeline is, but to me, that's a, that's a fair question um, that we're going to have to figure out um, because that, you know, that TV revenue does affect um, almost every other sports budget for these, for these programs. Okay. Um, one of the questions too, that got asked and I haven't seen an answer for this. And this is, I'm really, really curious about this one. Um, you're doing a conference season football in the spring. And then again, in the fall of 21, and you've only got the summer break when normally, I mean, those football athletes are doing summer workouts. You're doing basically back to back 20 football games plus for some of these programs, um, you know, in a year versus they do in the fall and, you know, 12 months later. So we're, it, 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 way more football games, right. In, in a shortened amount of time is what it looks like. Um, and it is, is that going to be something that, that everyone's okay with doing? Um, and again, my standpoint this whole time um, is I don't really see us being in a different spot um, come January when we're talking about spring. When athletes come back at the end of January or whatever um, and you start practice again for spring sports, are we going to be in a different place than we are right now? Are we going to have a better plan than we do right now? Gosh, I hope so because um, we've already done it with basketball. Um, but, you know, are are, are are we going to be in a different place? We'll figure out the virus, figure out the contagious, but are we going to relax more? Um, and, and so I feel like we're realistically having, we're going to be having the same conversation in January as we're having right now. Um, and, and so worst case scenario, having a complete calendar year with no basketball or football revenue, no TV money coming in for college athletics. Um, and that's obviously worst case scenario. Because if we get to January and we're still in the same place, um, then, you know, how are we going to handle that? Are we going to, in my mind, we're still at the same amount of risk for coronavirus in January as we are now. Um, The other thing is uh, some of you guys have seen, you know, and some of the conferences, like I said, are playing a conference schedule. And so there is a little bit of, um, uh, you know, some stuff going on there. Um, but this whole we want to play thing that the the athletes are are grabbing onto, um, you know, I do think there's there's something to be said about the 
the measure of, uh, you can hear my two-year-old coming in. <laughs> yeah. Um, there is some measure of the, the safety of the athletes and, and the access that they have um, to medical facilities and to doctors and stuff like that. And that piece of it being paid for by the school, right? Obviously, athletes can, they can go to a clinic when they're back home and go to a hospital and find a doctor when they're back home. Obviously, they can figure that out. But, you know, the access and support that they are going to get um, being on a college campus and then who's paying for that um, is, is I think going to be way different with athletes if they're on campus in a sport and, and that sort of thing than it is going to be back home. Obviously, if they're back home and something happens, then it's on it's on them. And, you know, we know the uh, across the board, um, not every athlete is in the same financial situation, obviously. Um, and so I think there's I think there's something to be said about um, that piece of it. Um, on, on the flip side of that, um, the athletes aren't exactly hundred percent safe on campus either. Right. Of the programs that have started workouts this summer, um, and, and, and kind of really, really on, well, it's still this summer, um, and, and going into their fall, several have had to stop because of so many athletes testing positive. I think Louisville, I posted that on Facebook, um, a week or so ago. Um, they've been the only one that I've that I've seen make a public announcement. I've heard about some other schools starting workouts. And I think I mentioned this last week as well, starting workouts um, and then sending athletes home because so many tested positive with uh, coronavirus. Uh, and, and in each of those situations, I think of four, um, including Louisville, they're tracing that back to a party. Right. Um, and so it's, it's, they're definitely not a hundred percent safe while they're on campus either unless we're locking student athletes in their dorms and things like that, which um, would not be a huge fan of that. Hey everyone. Thanks for listening. If you have found this podcast interesting, helpful, or beneficial, or you're just a huge fan of myself, then please think about donating to the PRI talk podcast. I would love to continue bringing you recruiting advice as well as information on current volleyball events and your support can definitely help make that happen. Um, but there are going to be some recruiting ramifications, and I'm sure y'all definitely want to hear me talk about that. Um, and the, the biggest one um, for right now um, and obviously this affects the 2021 and the 2022 class, um, the most. Um, but I think for the, for those athletes in the 2021 class, um, you need to have a really good kind of focus and view on where you're going and where you're visiting campuses. Um, you know, being seen and figuring out what options you have at which schools, um, because figuring that out. Um, over the next several weeks and months, if you're not already down that path, it is going to just become more and more difficult. Um, so now potentially for a lot of these schools, we have, um, you know, club season, recruiting season happening at the same time as fall. Um, again, crush fingers, as long as, you know, stuff happens in the spring and club happens in the spring. Um, uh, but there's going to be some issues that come up just with that specifically. Um, we, one of the, the first thing is we don't know what coaches are going to need um, come the fall of 2021 um, in the fall of 2020. You know, normally um, as I've been doing recruiting uh, 
coordinating stuff at the club level for uh, almost three years now, I start getting emails in September, August sometimes, even if, if they lose kids, right? So, um, so coaches figure out pretty early on in the fall, um, and obviously at the end of fall as well, but pretty early on in the fall season, coaches got a pretty good idea of what they're going to need um, unsigned senior-wise. And so they can go into January, February with feelers already kind of sent out and maybe their eye on a few unsigned kids already um, as far as finding those, finding those unsigned kids. Well, now if we're not playing volleyball until March, right, when club season's happening, then those coaches aren't going to know what they're going to need as far as unsigned seniors goes. If they need them, obviously they might not. Um, and there, there's a whole lot of variables there, but um, they're, they're not going to know what they need until at the end of that season. Um, and so, and so if you're in the 2021 class, you know, we definitely need to be hammering some things out um, with, with this shift in, in where seasons are going. Um, because even at the division two level, um, you know, I will just, again, take division two level, not all the, not all those programs are fully staffed. Um, and so if it was hard for them to go out and recruit in the spring, um, during recruiting season, uh, then it's definitely going to be hard for them to recruit, uh, in the spring when they're having to worry about their own team because they don't have a full staff. So, um, and especially, you know, now that we're talking about budget cuts potentially in a lot of different areas, you know, for recruiting and staff and things like that, um, you know, we'll see skeleton staffs. Um, I, for the most part, if at all, um, during the spring season. So, so that is going to make it really, really difficult for the 2021 class. And for, for all of my kids in the 21 in class that are still looking, um, you know, I, I know right now, um, we're, we can't plan on, um, waiting that long, uh, again, especially because a lot of these coaches are going to be coaching their teams during the spring. And so we've got to do, um, our due diligence in getting in front of those coaches and getting as much film as possible in the fall um, as we can and sent to those coaches um, because they are one going to have to watch um, uh, high school film in the fall and recruiting film in the fall and in the spring, obviously. Um, but uh, cause here in Texas, I'll throw that out there here in Texas, we're still, we're still doing high school sports. Um, and there's a lot of other, high school sports as well, at least as of right now, I saw something that Max Preps put out on Instagram um, that said eight of the 11 states represented in the Big Ten are still doing high school sports in the fall. Um, and that to me is really interesting. And obviously, high school is, 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 will be on the other side of college. It's not like high schools make a decision and then colleges make a decision based off that. It's usually kind of the other way um, around, if at all. But, but lots of states still doing high school sports. And so there's going to be film that, that you're going to need to send to college coaches um, this fall for sure and definitely into the spring. And then on the coaching side, uh, and I talked about this a little bit last week, you know, after the – and Hugh and I talked about this, about the AAU tournament, um, you know, moving forward, uh, college coaches, you know, we're going to have to figure out how to recruit kids off film. And it's just going to be um, – it's just going to have to be one of those things that we um, get better at and, and, and plan on doing. So. With the 2022 class, um, you know, one of the biggest things that I found that's hard for this class right now 
is that if, if you weren't on a coach's radar at the tour finals um, down in Austin or at uh, Triple Crown, it's, it's hard to get on their list. Um, and, and, and now with, you know, moving seasons again, potentially, and again, we've still got three power five schools, um, that are going to play in the fall, at least as of right now, um, you know, getting in front of those coaches is going to be more and more difficult. Um, and, and so until, uh, all of their options that are on their board already go away, um, and getting on their, on their radar is going to be difficult. And so. Um, you know, same thing as far as film goes, got to get film out to these coaches this fall, um, when your high school team plays. Um, and I'll tell you what, if, if your high school or your club, uh, and I'll give a, a, a free, um, a shout out to the huddle stuff right now. If, if your high school doesn't do the huddle, um, stuff where, where they actually go through and, um, tag all that film for you at the high school and club level, then if you're a high school coach or a club, you know, listening to this, it's definitely something that, um, or, or a parent even, um, it's definitely something that you might want to invest in, um, or at least look at because the, the opportunities for college coaches to watch, um, film, um, of your athletes in, in that way, right? Just like they would scout their opponents. Cause it's basically the same system that they use at the college level with volumetrics um, or, you know, similar that, that they can just, you just plug in which player from the opposing team that I want to watch and I can watch all the film from her that season. Um, so it's a really, really neat system for them. They understand it. They know how to use it. And so um, uh, that's my two-year-old. That's Finn. Um, he's breaking in to the office, but, um, but there is, I mean, there's, there's definitely some options there. Um, but film is going to be huge, uh, this fall for those girls that are uncommitted and, and getting that film from a high school season, you, you, you definitely need to be recording your high school games this year. Um, because I think there's going to be a lot that happens, um, over this fall through that film. And again, coaches are going to have to figure out how to make, um, these decisions in, in not watching kids live. Um, that's always been the thing is I watch film and then I go watch a kid live. Um, and, and chances are these coaches aren't going to have opportunity to do that. Um, but, but we are talking about being on dead period still through the end of December. Every coach I talk to thinks that's going to happen. Um, even if they don't have, uh, any sort of knowledge about it and the ones that have knowledge about it, they're like, yeah, it's probably going to happen. So, uh, again, we are talking about a dead period. So no visits, no camps, um, and all that stuff through December. Um, and, and, you know, again, we're on a, a quiet period already for division one, January to February, um, for the, for the, for, for division one schools. And so, uh, February 14th, 15th, whatever, Triple Crown weekend, Omaha weekend, whoever else is playing, uh, wherever else there's tournaments that weekend. Um, but that's what we're, we're shooting for, again, for recruiting stuff to happen. Um, <clears throat> obviously, Division Two. I will throw out this uh, a little bit because Division Two is on a little bit different page. Um, I was pretty surprised that the Lone Star Conference um, decided to postpone to the spring. Um just from what I was hearing from, from coaches across the conference. Um, and so I was a little bit surprised that that happened. Um, but division two is on a little bit different, uh, path as far as, you know, their campuses have been open. If their campus is open, um, they're not on a dead period. 
Um, several of those coaches I know are trying to schedule some camps and clinics and stuff like that off campus. Um, so division two, again, has handled things a little bit differently. I've been talking about that kind of through this whole process. Um, but, but there are going to be options there for division two schools to, um, do some camps, do some clinics, maybe make visits, um, and things like that. Cause division two is not on the same kind of, um, path as far as dead period and quiet period that division one is right now. Um, haven't heard anything about what to expect for the whole fall in division two. Like I kind of have heard from division one, but we'll have to see how that goes. Um, for the class of 2023, um, I think mostly we're going to be on track there. Um, you know, there's not a whole lot that's going to happen, although there are several, um, coaches in schools and, programs and conferences that are that are zeroing in on kind of maybe their top kids um as i start to get more and more emails that's becoming more and more obvious that there's there's already some of them um starting to zero in i, I don't expect the june 15 thing to change for the 2015 uh, 2023 class um i think by the time we get there hopefully next year we'll have a lot of this figured out and and for those schools that are already ahead done with 21s done with 22s you know, looking ahead the 23s, they're looking at that June 15th date and making those phone calls and, and making that um, that June 15th contact contact date um, at, as on schedule as they can. Um, and then, you know, once we get closer to that, though, I'll definitely have some more insight. But, um, you know, 2023 class, uh, you know, again, depending on what schools are able to get out in the spring and do some recruiting, that's going to, you know, limit and determine, um, you know, who, who's able to watch you play and who's interested come June 15th. So that's something to watch too. Um, but we'll, we'll handle that kind of a little bit down the road, but really it is the 21 and 22 classes that if you're still looking, um, you know, there's, there's a lot that, that, that we need to be doing, um, this fall. So, um, one of the things too, that I thought was really interesting that I hadn't thought about yet, um, was that uh, all these college coaches that just had their um, fall season postponed to the spring, um, they're not going to be able to coach club. Um, and that might not seem like a huge deal to a lot of people, but I know for these individual coaches that use that money to kind of supplement income um, and camps supplement income and things like that, especially when, I mean, and if you haven't heard, um, you know, ask around some of these college coaches, but there's a lot of college coaches that have been furloughed um, through this, through this, time. And, and, and I would expect, um, again, because of budgets and things like that, um, and ADs and presidents trying to save money that we're going to see more coaches furloughed um, throughout this fall. And, you know, coming from the perspective of if we don't have a fall season, why do we need, you know, full-time staff um, here when we've barely got enough, you know, students on campus? So um, I, again, I think I think the effects and the ramifications of all this are are something that we need to watch and be mindful of um, because I think there are going to be a lot of negative impacts, um, you know, financially, obviously, and, and well-being has been one of them. And um, I think it's going to, again, the, the ripples of this um, for college athletics is going to be huge. Um, and, and so definitely wanting to, to keep an eye on that. Um, but for those of you guys that have been, you know, kind of asking about the, the recruiting stuff, um, it, it is going to be a challenge, um, and I just encourage you know all of my athletes and and any that aren't I guess my athletes anyone that's listening to uh, 
um, you know, make sure that you're doing what you can to get in front of these coaches um, and, and get it, you know, uh, send them film what you have. You know, I have athletes sending me um, right now just practice film and, and, and we're kind of going through it and, and talking about what they need to put in the practice film, what they don't want and what the coaches really want to see. Do they really want to see a whole practice? Do they not? And, and I'm kind of talking to those coaches about that as well. But, um, you know, even just some, some six on six in the gym play for club practice. I know there's lots of clubs here in Texas that have, um, had been practicing, you know, before high school season started. So, so there's a lot of film that you can send coaches and give them a, an idea of what you're capable of. And so there's a lot that you can be doing. Um, and as always my encouragement, do not slow down, um, stay aggressive with what you're doing and, and, um, make sure that you are, are getting in front of these coaches. Um, so yeah, that's it. Uh, thanks again, you guys for listening, um, twice this week, two episodes, maybe we'll have to make this normal. We'll see. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I hope everyone has a great week. I know that high school is starting up today. I think I saw some parents posting on Facebook earlier. They're sending their kids off to school um, for in class or remote or whatever y'all are doing. Um, but good luck with that. I know um, again here in Texas, high school season is um, started, has started. Um, practices are going on and things like that. So good luck to all of you guys starting your 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 varsity and JV seasons um, for high school this year. And, um, you know, to all the 2021 seniors, good luck. And uh, I hope you guys have a, a safe and healthy fall. And um, thanks again for listening. And um, I'll, I'll uh, be here again next week. Hey, everybody. Thanks for listening. If you would like more tips, updates, or recruiting assistance, go to my website, privolleyball.com. Check out my blog or reach out to me directly if you have any other questions. You can also find me on social media on Facebook and Instagram at Parallel Recruiting Initiative. If you need specific recruiting help, I have a couple different ways I can help you. Please reach out to me on my website or social media. Thanks for listening.